You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Church family, welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad that you tuned in today, and you are going to be glad that you tuned in today. So, uh, some of us who went to Togo, Africa to represent uh, our church family with uh, 1040 Ministries that Mike and Christy Napper run, we've just got a lot to share. And actually, a lot of church members have been asking me you know, to give them uh, more information about the trip. And I think one terrific way to do that is to use the podcast format because I can I can let people elaborate a little bit. So this is podcast number two of our Togo testimony. So the team member that's uh, with me in the podcast studio, also known as my office, is Tori Bass. Hey, Tori Bass. Hey, good morning, Ben. Happy Wednesday, and I guess happy Thursday to the, that's to the, right. to the church family. That's right. So Tori and I are, are sitting together on a Wednesday. You're here this on a Thursday. Listen, Tori, before we do the podcast, um, I just want to pump you up a little bit. Okay. okay. I just want, I want to, I'm an encourager yeah. in my bones, and I want to, I want to do that. A uh, couple of things, man. I am so thankful that you said yes to this. You know, when I I remember asking you if you'd go to Togo, and I really thought that you were right for the team. It meant a lot to me that you said yes. And in hindsight, man, I'm so glad you went. The whole time, you were respecting our team members really well. You encouraged everybody on our team. Uh, you made real efforts to get to know the Carterville team members that traveled with you, that served with you. And I think that uh, you just kind of went, you're just like a bonding agent. Like you were like glue for the team. Uh, I saw, I saw lots of, and I know some of it's just your personality, right? But I also, I also saw you intentionally investing in my son and other team members. I really appreciate that. So not only were you on mission to the Togolese believers and villages that we were serving, but you were on mission to our people. So thanks a lot for being encouraging and upbeat and just a pleasure to travel with, a treasure, pleasure to uh, serve with. Yeah, so thanks for saying that. I mean, it was a, it was a, an absolute honor, privilege to be with every. I, I thought our team was amazing. We were, I kept saying we were eclectic in the fact that we were all very, very different, different yeah. skill sets. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, it was, uh, it was really cool to get to get to know everybody. I, I, I did probably more than I should have brought levity into some of the some you of the conversations. Relief, yeah. <laughs> well, but here's the thing: for here's some logistics for the people who are listening to paint a picture. So part of our part of our experience was travel related, right? I mean, you had tons of airplane travel both directions, and because the missions house that the Nappers have access to is located in Lome, but the work that they're engaged in is about an hour and fifteen minutes outside of Lome. You know, every day um, there are ten people cramming into a twelve passenger, kind of a small twelve passenger. Uh, cargo van of sorts and driving tiny roads back. I mean, in the, in the bush, you know, it's bumpy. It's every day. It's an hour and however many minutes to where you're going today. And then at the and then the next stop and the next stop. And then, so you're in the van a ton. And I'll be honest with you, like um, you were, you were fun and you were comic relief sometimes. And it was necessary in some of that van travel, so I appreciate you bringing levity to the team, man. Well, it helped, it, it helped me make the time, you know, the time pass, I guess. But it was, you're right, the travel was hard. 
that was probably, if I look back at it, the travel, I, you know, Ben, we, I guess it was what, we had an eight hour flight, three hour layover, eight hour flight, three hour layover, yeah. four hour flight, something like that. It took me a, a couple of days to adjust when we got home. Yeah. Uh, I found myself on, uh, I think I went to bed at seven and woke up at two. That's right. <laughs> That's right. You know, for a couple of days. Well, because there was a six hour time difference. We yeah. In Africa, we were ahead of everybody. So like when we were at breakfast, you know, all of our friends at home, it was midnight. Um, you know, our, yeah. our lunchtime was their breakfast. That's you know? right. And so um, it took me a minute to get it adjusted. It did not take much time to get adjusted in Africa because you had so much work to do. That's like, right. Even if you were tired, you just did the work. But when you got home, it, it kind of caught to you. It definitely caught to me, for sure. Okay, so Tori, I want to I engage this for the sake of our church family. Um, you... You and I have, I mean, you've, you've been a good partner in ministry at Carterville. I, you know, we've, we've had a lot of conversations, so I know a lot about what's going on in your, in your life, in your heart, and your walk with the Lord. Well, uh, about four years ago, you were going to be a part of your first international mission trip. You said, hey, man, this is something. You were, we were going to Nicaragua, and you said, I'm excited about this. This is something I believe God wants me to do. I'm stepping out of faith. Well, we got turned around at the airport because of political unrest in Nicaragua. So, so four years later, it's something like four years. I'm not exactly sure. You know, well, then we had COVID and you know nobody could travel. So like four years later, you're getting to make good on that that thing that you were doing with the the Lord all those years ago. And this was your first international mission trip, right? I know you've traveled internationally for business, but this was your first time to serve on a short-term mission team uh, outside the country. A lot of our church is in that spot where they're saying, hey, I wonder if I want to do that. Why would I do that? Man, I think it would serve our church well if you took just a second to say, for for you, this being your first experience serving with the Carterville short-term mission team um, internationally, uh, what was the experience like for you? Uh, maybe some of it was what you expected. Maybe some of it was what you didn't. But what was it like? Yeah. So first of all, I'll say this is, uh, and I'll get to the serious part of my answer. But uh, but I, from the whether it was four or five years ago, the Nicaragua trip, I my toiletries were packed. I've kept them in the same Ziploc bag for this entire time period. I was able to use those on this trip. So it, so it actually worked out very very well uh, from that perspective. But no, uh, Ben, it was. Uh, um, if I had to say it simply. Um, I think uh, I try to give myself a, a word to kind of reflect on for the, for the year. And so my word, I'm, I'm going to advance it based on this trip for 2023, but that word is going to be perspective for me. Uh, I think it's, it's different. When you stood at the at the podium in front of the church and said, hey, can you pray for the, the nappers and what they're doing in Africa, uh, what God's doing through them in Africa? Um, I'm not going to say that my prayers were, were ineffective, but man, I don't know if I was directing them appropriately. They're uninformed. And yeah. And so, so, so na- now that I've been there and, and I've seen it, you know, we were by night as you, we, we were hardly roughing it, you know, so the conditions that we were in were, were, were very favorable, but by day we were driving an hour and a half or so into the jungle, into these villages. And the conditions were, were, uh, were opening, I think to say the least, uh, for me, uh, being my first trip. Yep. Uh, and I know for, for, for the church members that have done this before, probably would be nothing new to them to see those conditions, but it was, it was new for me. That's right. And, uh, and, and yet to see what, what God is doing in that, in, through the Nappers, that ministry, yeah. and to see the, the feeding centers and the schools and the, and the churches, the, the, churches the, the facilities where churches will be planted, the base camp, all those things uh, are, are just fascinating to me to see how God is working in those villages and in Togo and certainly Burkina Faso before that is still now currently. But it was, uh, yeah, so I, I, think, I think now 
I know how to pray. Does that make sense? Yes, tons. Tons of sense. So I want to latch on to a few things you said. Number one, your prayers are much more informed. Probably, too, you feel a bigger like burden. Like you, you can advocate for the ministry that's happening over there. You know, when you hear about any ministry that people want, I mean, yes, let's say yesterday was Giving Tuesday. You know, uh, everybody's saying, hey, can you send some donations? Um, but when a ministry is an abstract concept on a website or something you've seen, you know, on Facebook, that's one thing. But when you walk through the middle of it, it does change your perspective it, entirely. Yeah. So, so, so for me, it was, it was literally, I, I had really one expectation, right? I, I was excited to travel with you guys and get to know the, know the team. And, and I listened to, to Lindsay's podcast yesterday and I, I loved seeing that with you, with you guys and having Curry there with you. That was really cool to kind of see just outside looking in and your family, having that experience and opportunity to serve in, in, in that way and being along with the team. But my, but, but my, my thing was, is that the expectation I had, was to love these children. And I, I think what happened for me in reverse was, man, I, I felt like they loved me. I felt, I felt like when I, when I could look through their lens, and yeah. if, I, if I shift perspective, yeah, yeah, my eyes are open to a lot of things. I, I couldn't yeah. believe the, the living conditions, the, the, the things they were doing without, right, that we take for granted. Uh, but yet the joy yeah. that, that I saw in, in the kids, the, these faces, the smiles, the hugs, yeah. The, yeah. all those things were, were really eye-opening. I think when we shift perspective and look through their eyes, yeah. they could teach us a lot of things. Oh, man, yes. So you talked about the experience of walking through um, the village in the two-thirds world. We, you know, most of the world is more of a match for what we saw in the Togo village than what you and I experience in the Pine Belt every day. Sure. And we kind of know that. But it's just different when you walk through it. And for me, I don't want to just latch on to the to the materialism part of that. You know that like the houses are different or the economy is different. Uh, but there's a lot more go that's that's adjusting your perspective in those villages. You know, family ties and simplicity and happiness and you know why am I worried about this or worried about that? But you're right, and and that's actually really special. And the the first time you walk through that context as a North American who hasn't been outside much of what, what we have here, uh, it, it does adjust your perspective. And for me, you know, 25 years ago, uh, you know, that a perspective adjustment, and I mean, I was very young then, would have been, oh, I'm so thankful for my, my house and my, you know, my what. But now, at a, as a 46-year-old, um, when I had that same experience, it's not about the things, you know, the differences in the houses as much as it is just helping me evaluate what's important, what's not important. To, it's almost like it helps me peel off some of the facade uh, that just, you know, the, the decorations of our lives so we can see what's at the heart of them, what's really important. You know, sometimes relationships and contentment and happiness and joy and people that we love and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think sometimes we, we allow the, the, the things uh, that you're talking about, to the stuff, to, to get, in, get in the way of that. So before I shift gears too much, let me ask you this. Um, as a way to serve our church family, Tori, this was your, your you said yes to a short-term mission experience. Will you ever say yes to another one of these? Absolutely. Okay. So if you were talking to our church family, and you are on the podcast, <laughs> yep. if you were talking to our church family right now and some of the folks in our pews who've said, you know, I've wrestled with this for years. I'm a little uncomfortable. I'm nervous. It's out of my comfort zone, so I've never said yes. I've always had a reason not to go so far, but you know what? I have thought about it. The last couple of times when I heard the church say, do you want to go to Vancouver? Do you want to go to Nicaragua? Do you want to go to Togo? I've actually kind of felt like maybe I should. What would you say 
to that Carterville church member? Why should they go? No guilt, no shame, but why why should they go? Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, first of all, you say I'm talking to the church audience. I, I do wish in some ways we had a live studio audience. <laughs> <laughs> I can go grab some other staff. I'm kidding. Um, but no, uh, Ben, I think when, we, when you feel that, feel that nudge, I think, it's a, I think it is appropriate to, to respond. I think it's easy to say, to say no. I think that uh, for me, there was, there were sacrifices from, from work and some of those challenges yeah. to say, can I step away from this? Um, I mean, it's a long time to be away from it, home. Sure. The, the, the tra- I, I, don't, I don't love to fly. Uh, you know, yeah, we did a lot of that. So there was a lot of, a lot of reasons to say, uh, man, uh, that, no, I'm not going to do this. But I think that one of the things, if you, if you, if you can, uh, put yourself in a position of vulnerability enough to say, Hey, I, I'm willing to, to open my eyes to see what's there. I think there's this, this, uh, not only the self-awareness, this perspective that I think that you can, that you can gain, but also, um, I, I thought it was really cool to see what God did. Uh, within the team, uh, you know, personally, I think in, in my walk with with Jesus, what is that going to look like? That's why I want to hang on to that perspective for 2023 yeah. for me. Uh, in, in terms of because I, I don't, we've, you, we 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 had this conversation, and I think that sometimes you go on these mission trips, or I can remember as a kid, a beach retreat, whatever it was, you come back and, and you're on fire. Well, a week later, a month later, that fire just really fizzles out, right? I don't, I don't want the experience of, of what, what, I, what I was able to, to see and, and witness and, and, and allow God to transform me through that, that experience. Mm-hmm. And so I think that I think when you can say, hey, not only are you going to serve, but, you're put, but when you're saying yes, you're putting yourself in a position for God to work in your life mm-hmm. and the transformation to happen within you, not just, not just the service that you're called to do. Yeah, I think there's a lot of discipleship that happens. Um, one of the things that for Carterville, I don't want our congregation to feel like participating on a international mission trip of some kind is like a, a, a badge of honor or it separates like, oh, these are the these are the Christians that are just going to the ends. Of the... No, 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 no. If you're witnessing to your neighbor at the end of the street, you, you're every much fulfilling the, the Great Commission as much as anybody that's going to Africa to do the same thing. So I just, for our church family, I don't want our international mission efforts to be you know, um, I don't know, like a status symbol or something. I yeah. know that sounds really silly, but I've seen people who acted like that. You know, that like, oh, this is this is big. What's big is witnessing to your neighbor across the street. Right? But what I do want to say is that there is some discipleship that happens by stretching yourself outside. I mean, you grow in Jesus in some ways by just going into unfamiliar space and being committed to the gospel um, effort you know, through through the mission team. So I'm yeah, gonna, I, I, I mean, I want to say yeah, yeah. I want to give the you know that that's the, that's the, that's the right the right answer. But the other side of it is there's also a lot of fun. Man, it was I enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, you know, it so, so it's an enjoyable experience as well to to go with your your church family and it's, yeah. it was just eight of us well, that joined the Napper, so it was ten of us. It, it is, was it was awesome. It is a shaping experience, right? Sure. I mean, it has the potential to shape you in tons and tons of ways. Okay, so I want to. Uh, we're fourteen minutes into the podcast. Are we That's really? Kind of, yes, because wow. we're both wordy, but it's okay. It's all right. Let's make it good. Let's wrap it up in a good way, right? So I want the Tory Bass top five, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch in some along the way. I've got a few comments as we go. So before you give your Tory Bass top five, I'm gonna set the stage for. I don't know if I've got five, but here's what I've got. Come on, here's a couple Tory Bass related <laughs> memories. Number one, dad jokes. You absolutely, <laughs> you crushed. You were the definition of dad. So Samuel and Abby should walk around this church with their head held high, so proud that their dad <laughs> sets the standard 
for corny dad jokes. Yeah, like, they were they were they were a blessing to our team. So you were you were the uh, dad number number two. <laughs> Is that top of the list? That's the top. I, I have no idea. Man. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no, no, number two, number two, man. You um, for me, my favorite memories really of you serving where I would look up, you have no you have no language skills. We joked about yeah, the yeah. fact that, you know, none of us knew Ewe, the tribal languages that people were using. Um, I've, I've got a 100-day streak going on Duolingo, so I almost know as much as a French-speaking one-year-old, right? <laughs> uh, I'm terrible, right? Yeah. But I, I don't. I don't have very much French at all, but a few people were trying to learn French. We had great translators. Well, you sort of, you sort of self-declared that you had no language skills. I mean, you came home with a couple big words, right? Like the French word opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, I was like, bonjour, bonjour, au revoir. I was like, hello, hello, goodbye. I mean, yeah, that's right. So, uh, but that said, without the lang- language barrier, you know, notwithstanding, I, I love, I have some distinct memories and a couple photographs of times when I look up and there'd be 25 kids in a tight huddle around Tory Bass. And you'd be doing, I mean, you'd be giving them fives or doing some silly, you know, body language jokes with them, you know, where you're acting mad and then acting surprised and, and they were loving it. You didn't have one word of French, but you didn't need it. You were kind of magnetic to the kids. They knew you loved them and that, that translated without a translator. That, to be honest with you, I have a couple of memories of you sitting in a chair with kids over your shoulder or you on the ground with kids all around you. That makes my top top five toward bass list. Um, we shared the Christmas story with kids, and I, you know, I have a high confidence in your ability to communicate with words, <laughs> and so uh, I gave you the part of you talk about Jesus when it comes time to talk about Christ. And man, your your speech about baby Jesus, I mean, that, that made that made my Christmas. <laughs> so 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 those are that's just three, but that's yeah, my, that's that's, that's my toward bass top three. How about that? All right, what are what are your top five? Yeah, so uh, so so I, I'll go. Uh, I'm gonna go a little uh, a little deeper. I'm gonna steal from from both Evan and and, and Maddie uh, on that. Ben, first of all, uh, I'll comment on the second one. Yes, uh, the language barrier was real. Uh, I couldn't communicate, but you, but you learned to, you learned to talk differently. You learned you learned to listen differently. Yep. And, and for me, it was in hugs and smiles and handshakes and yep. and and find these little tricks and ways to ways to connect and that kind of thing. So uh, so I think that the language of love certainly is is universal from that that standpoint. Uh, so I'll steal from from Maddie quickly. Uh, I almost stole from Evan as well. Two of my top five are what they shared from the podium. Uh, I loved uh, the, the devotion uh, moment. I, I loved at the end of the day that we as a team got together and and shared with each other, reflected on the day, reflecting what we saw God doing or do, and then at the same time we're able to share our personal stories and really get yeah. to un- understand and invest in each other. So I think that was that was a good one for me. I think the the first day in the in the field. Uh, it really was, uh, we were tired after the traveling, the, the, the two days prior. And then we come in to do that devotion. Maddie had the, the first night and I really just fell back and I was really the weight of the moment where we were trying to, trying to be, be present in that moment. Mm-hmm. It was really heavy. I got super emotional kind of during that, during that, that, that moment. Yeah. Uh, I think Evan, uh, said it really well. So I'm not going to really add to that. Uh, but, but, but the, the, the moment under the shed, 
in the VBS when the when the rains came. I thought Mike Knapper said it super well. He that, did. Yeah, we're we're putting you know we're asking as a church and you're wanting and we're we're putting money into these facilities and and I know that uh, that that the, that the international missions is a big part, big focus for Carterville and certainly we're supporting that financially. And so, there's a, and there's amazing things that are happening. Oh yeah. I mean, like the, the money is going into this base camp where 300 boys and 300 girls are going to be in these dorms and the work that I can I can only imagine that God's going to do in those tremendous kids' tremendous facility. Yeah, it's a tremendous facility. But then Mike kind of said, "Look, God doesn't need that facility. You know, if you look at what He did under this little makeshift metal shed, you know, it was uh, it was really really cool to, yeah. to listen to. again. Couldn't understand a word that was sung, right? And and, and nor uh, when when, when Keefe was doing the, the sharing the gospel with the bracelet message, going through the colors." Uh, I knew what he was saying, but I couldn't understand any anything yeah. he said. And uh, that was a really cool moment to watch God work. And in that moment, when we were thinking, "Hey, what we came here to do is ruined because of the of the rain," it became a really powerful moment for for all of us. Wasn't ruined at all. Yeah, it wasn't at all. Uh, another one for me, and I shared this with you, and it was actually your words um, at the at the commissioning service. That uh, Ben, I think that your words put a, such a nice bow. On the whole trip for me at and church at the church at the, we were, you were commissioning the church on the Sunday morning at Tintas Church yes yeah and you were and you were and you said look we are divided by an ocean by language by politics by government those were your words mm-hmm. and I told you that resonated with me but we were united as brothers and sisters in, in Christ this this family this body of Christ that uh, that uh, it's this this idea of unity and diversity yeah uh, i love that that idea and that really was from, from from your words that really resonated with me and i think that really is a if i had to put the whole trip under one uh umbrella it's that it's yeah. this the idea of you we are so different we are so separated we are but these diverse cultures coming together in one one god yeah. one belief one faith one baptism yeah. all of that and so it was really really cool for me uh for Mine's in random order, by the way. I, I love it. There's no, there's no. But number four is is absolutely the the, the kids, the children, and we kind of hit on that earlier. Yeah. Yeah. But it was it was this ability that that when we go into these schools and they're listening to them uh, from memory recite uh, Hebrews in their in their language, uh, uh, there was like twenty verses or something they were they were reciting from from Hebrews. It was it was unbelievable. Uh, but then, uh, but then, just the, the joy that they, that they had, that, that the perspective, the those those deep dark brown eyes that looked back into into mine, I I'll carry me for a long time. Were you the team member that had no translator in that in that, yeah, that I had, little I had, short moment? I had four year olds in that on that first day, and and I had zero ability. We were at a, at the school hosted by the church, so so you were uh, you had the you had the pre K group. That's right. And look, I know we're way over on time. My last, I have, I have one more than the alternate. Okay. My, 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 uh, right. my, my, uh, uh, the, the night with the, when the pastors and Lindsay talked about this yesterday, but when the pastors came over and we had dinner, um, there was a moment that we all sat around. And again, it was this, this, this idea, this unity and, and diversity for me. Uh, we, we were singing, this is the day the Lord has made. And, and, and man, that was, that was heavy. Uh, that was when I just sat there and thought about the weight of again. It's just it's this idea of, uh, and we talk about this leadership stuff a lot. But wherever you are, be all there. If you can put yourself and be present in that moment at that time, and that was a really cool thing, just to sit in that living room and sing with those pastors and their and their wives as we were getting prepared to exchange gifts. The last for me, and really is a challenge uh, for me, is uh, is on the way back. We met this other missionary family in the in the in the airport, right, and. Uh, 
and uh, there was three kids, and there, there, there was there was Kylie, there was Ethan, and there was Mary. And and Kylie was a 15 year old girl, and uh, and she was she was she was a, a missionary. She didn't she didn't like the idea of being called an M- a MK, but she felt like hey, I'm I am a missionary. But I loved listening talking to her, and this was a challenge from her. And I asked her, I said, hey hey Kylie, how are you? How are you sharing the gospel? How's that different when you, when you're in the states versus when you're when you're there? And she gave me a couple of really practical things. And she said, "Well, first of all, when the the, the idea for her in missions is being being present where you, where you are, meeting people where they are, and uh, and ultimately she she was talking about uh, building relationship, building trust before you can come and share the gospel. Let me love love on the person. Well, well here, uh, I said when she's and she's in Virginia, but when she's here." Uh, she said the conversation is very different. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's a much more difficult challenge to share the gospel. And, uh, and she, said, she said, I often lead with my testimony, what God's done in, in my life. And so the challenge for me in that moment is, is in some ways, Ben, and, and I know we're so far past our timeline here, but, but in some ways the challenge is how do we share the gospel? We can learn from that experience because in some ways, and I think you said this, but in some ways going to Togo, it was easier. To share, to, to, to share the gospel, right? Mm-hmm. Sharing. It, it was almost easier. So are you saying, Tori, it's easier to share the gospel where you can't communicate with the people? Yeah, it, it, it was, uh, right? Um, but but I think, I think too, what can I learn from that to look through the right lens to say, how can I uh, share the gospel effectively here? You know, I've always told, told you and I believe that today I'm that the marketplace is my mission field. That's where I'm called. Well, how can I take what I've learned and share the gospel gospel well why is it more difficult we don't have to answer that question on today's podcast but i think that's a question that we all need to kind of discover yeah why is it harder that's a and i I think a lot of it has to do with um our fear of other people's opinions you know paralyzed by by other people's opinions but there's more to it and we can unpack it later but sure gosh tori thanks man i really appreciate uh i appreciate your time today i appreciate uh how well you engaged the mission team and the mission effort and I appreciate how well you engaged this podcast. Yeah, Church family, uh, as you listen to this, it's December 1st. And so it seems right for me to wish you a Merry Christmas. Uh, this Sunday, we're going to gather for our Christmas worship. Why don't you invite somebody, bring somebody to church with you. Um, it'll be a, a very choir-focused Sunday. A good So if you've got somebody in your world that loves music, let's bring them this Sunday. And let's just kick off our December with strong and spirit-filled worship. We've got some great things coming this month for you, great opportunities for you to serve the Lord, to invite people to the Lord's house, uh, to come and explore Christ with you. And so this Sunday gives you your first one. I'll see you there.